You're listening to a podcast from the Finnish Football Show. Yes, it's the Finnish Football Show match report episode. And today we're going to be talking about Finland versus Bosnia, Herzegovina on Saturday the 4th of June, which finished Finland 1, Bosnia-Herzegovina 1. I'm joined by the team. Uh, we're here with Keke. Hi, Keke. Moi. With Rich. Hi, Rich. Hello. And with Mark. Hi, Mark. Moi. I think we... <laughs> I was there, but that apparently means that I've probably seen and taken in less of the game <laughs> than everyone else. So, um, Mark, you're a little bit pushed for time. So let's uh, let's start with you. Um, what did you make of it? Um, I'm gutted. Gutted. I think I thought. I mean, we, we did. It was. It, it seemed like um, that we were the better team out of the two across the majority of the match. I didn't because of KLM. I missed some of the some of the earlier parts of the game, but to concede with about a minute left, two minutes left on the clock in stoppage time was a bit of a heartbreaker. Um, but I thought I thought we generally played quite well. But um, I don't know, really, really gutted for the for, to concede a goal in, in injury time, particularly one where it looked like they had three lads unmarked at the back post about two yards out. So that was pretty painful. It was, but it started. It, well, it's it's the keke. There were a couple of instances in the first few minutes. It could have been a very different game if there'd been a, a different ref. We had a Scottish ref who may be a little bit more lenient than than some from further south in the continent but there were a couple of heavy tackles in the first few minutes yeah there was there was just um i just want to say but for obviously you were there mark soaking up the atmosphere and just um before the game even kicked off just want to give a nod to uh to yussi hartikainen and the smu core who gave tim sparve um a bit of a, a bit of a you know belated send-off he came round and gave the gave the pochos car a clap and a wave and a bit of a chat and so yeah just a just a quick nod to them but as to your point yeah i mean um yeah, mate, Robert Ivanov picked up a yellow card after just three minutes, I think it was, for a bit of a bit of a cruncher. And um, obviously that puts you a bit on the back foot to to uh, to get a pick up a card so early. But yeah, there was one or two, one or two tackles flying in. Well, there but, was one um, just before that, wasn't there? Urnen um, put yeah. one, put a tackle in on the on the sort of left back position, and it didn't seem like that much of a challenge. But the Bosnians seemed to do a full somersault before landing in a heap. Yeah, they uh, yeah, they the boys were certainly sort of letting them know that they were there early on, but um, but yeah, you know, we uh, we we managed to managed to get through that, keep eleven players on the pitch. So um, so yeah, and you know, as 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 Mark said there, the, the first half it it was it was it looked to be all all Finland really. Do you know what I mean? Um, I don't think Bosnia threatened too much, but um, but yeah, we'll we'll get on to it. But as the as the game went on, the uh, second half was was sort of strewn with errors everybody sort of looked bosnia and finland sort of looked a bit rusty i think you know but um but yeah for decent decent enough first half and uh i think we we, we should have really been looking to put the game to bed in in that first 45 to be honest when we did the preview show the other day we we talked about seeming to have quite a bit of depth in that in that squad and having having players to come in and, and, and make a difference. So it was interesting to see when the game kicked off, several of those sort of bigger name players were, were, not, were in this sort of position of finishing the game and coming on to make that, to make that impact. And it, 
my my view for the first half was uh, alongside the Pocio Scarre, um, and then and, and that's where I did a, a kind of a ten minute Facebook Live video. So if you're listening to this, you haven't seen the video, check it check it out because it gives the, the nice bit of atmosphere before the before the game. Um, and so I did get to really observe the first the first half, and it was you say rusty. It was quite frantic. It seemed to me it was it was paid, played at quite a, a pace. But I thought as the game settled down, Finland played some really nice like one one touch football on two or three occasions. Yeah, there was some cracking bits of skill in there. I mean. Um... Yeah, I can't remember exactly what point of the game it was now, but yeah, there was there was some decent skill from our mate Robin Ludd. He was sort of doing little back heels to himself and all that. That was uh, that was nice to see. And um, yeah, I mean, I, I, as I said a minute ago, I thought it was it was all us in that first half really. And then you know, getting into getting into the second half with that with that pooky chance after about thirty seconds of the second half, you're really sort of looking to to finish it. But yeah, Mark. No, I just I'll just add to that. But I think the only other thing I wanted to say was that Ivanov looked really confident and comfortable with the ball at the back. So I think that sort of touch one touch football that we were playing was really about do, like diffusing their press. And I thought Ivanov on the ball a couple of times, his sort of hair stood up on the back of his neck, but he always seemed to find a man and find a way out of the defence. So I thought I was just really impressed with him. Yeah. There was a there was a couple of couple of moments. There was there was one or two where um, where Lucky was sort of messing about with it at the back, trying to decide which one of his centre backs to give it to, and um, and yeah, the Bosnian press was right up there, and there was a, a couple of seat of the pants moments. But um, it's the modern yeah, disease to... in my eyes. This 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 goalkeeper's messing around the back. Don't worry about which of your centre backs to give it to. Just give it to your centre forward and get it away from there. <laughs> I sound like an old man. I'm sorry. <laughs> style. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, but, uh, um, but no, it was it was you know I I think I think the boys will be you know especially as Mark said there especially the way that Bosnia equalised you know with a with a clock with a clock um, with a clock ticking away I think they'll be uh, they'll be the lads will be gutted that the way they've equalised that Bosnia have equalised but you know well, got to move before, on. before we talk about the equaliser, Rich, tell us a little bit about because the with the clock ticking at the end of the first um first half there was a bit of a bit of drama yeah um Rasmus Schuller had a shot from just outside the box and uh, the Bosnian defender decided to do some sort of flash dance fuse with MZ Hammer <laughs> move to intercept it with his arm uh, the Scottish referee had to be nudged by the VAR to go and have a look at the screen uh, those of you who've been to games with VAR know that usually means he was wrong and yeah, rightly gave. Um, it, I mean, it was very much a penalty, and Puki uh, put it away. It was confident pen. It's the sort of thing, you know. It's, it was his thirty-fifth goal for his country. It was a nice little, very nicely taken goal. Mm. And um, yeah, again, you know, goals in injury time of both halves at, the, at that end. But um, yeah, it was it was nice to go in one nil up, and yeah, for the for the performance, I think generally Finland shaded it but um yeah it's it was nice to go in one nil up anyway and gave everyone a nice little boost you say rich about people who are used to being at games at, with var i'm not i i <laughs> and it was all happening down the other end and i i did see a bit of a claim for something and then i sort of looked away and then everyone started getting excited and i was i was looking around mm. and i said to something what's going on she said they're going to var and i was like oh this is this is new. 
We don't have this in Bakehouse League, and we don't have it in League One when I'm watching Wimbledon either. We've got yeah. we've got mm. this going on, and um, and then when he it, there is there is a drama to it, and it don't, of course it comes across on TV, but when you're there, it, all eyes were on the ref, and he walked into the the pitch, strode on, and he did the box mm. sign with his hands, and then pointed to the spot, and the crowd went. Went wild. That was. Uh, that I mean, was it was a, it was it was a good couple of minutes between Radeb appealing for that handball. I mean, it, they they played on for a little while afterwards, didn't you, they? You have to you have to wait for the ball go out of play. Right um, here we are. That's the problem. It, it happened at an Arsenal match I was at quite recently, where they, there was a delay of about 75, 80 seconds because the ball they couldn't change it until the ball goes out of play, just in case. They get it yeah. wrong. They don't want to stop the flow. So, so it's it, uh, it, it, it really uh, felt like it really felt like ages. But um, hmm. but yeah, fair play. Radde appealed. He he knew what he saw, and uh, and the, the fella in wherever he was in the little box watching the telly was in the referee's ear, all to our benefit. But um, just on just on that, I mean, I thought you know Rasmus Schuller had had a decent performance. He 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 played well, you know, and and it was it was nice to see him. Uh, obviously, it's hit the geezers in, in the arm, but it was nice to see him pinging one from the edge of the box, you know, trying to trying to find a net there. And so we went in at half-time, 1-0 up. High, high spirits. During the first half, Satu signed up for the Asam Yiko, the Swarm <laughs> and Mayokwe Kanatiat group. So she said, right, I'm a member now. I want to go in there. And um, it seemed like a lot of other people had that idea because it was quite it was quite busy in there and it's lively and my view was was um obscured by any combination of blokes putting their arms up in the air being stood right behind the flag that waved indiscriminately whenever it wanted to and then from time to time everyone putting their scarves up in the air so i am an unreliable narrator for the second half so over <laughs> over to you two if you could fill me in on some details that would be that would be great well that that first talking point is like as i said earlier you know 30 or so seconds into the into the second half and um you'd you'd put your life on pookie burying that chance he sort of it, it comes fell to him in the box he sort of swiveled around and smashed it towards goal and it and it just it just went wide, but um, oh, I, mean, I have that... to confess that we missed the first five minutes of the second half, so I didn't even know <laughs> there, there was a. <laughs> yeah, so uh, yeah, queuing up for a pint, were you? But um, but yeah, I mean, if if that goes in, that's game over, surely. Do you know what I mean? I I, I couldn't see any way that Bosnia were coming back from that. But I don't know if um, if Richard agree with me, but but that missed chance, it seemed to galvanise Bosnia more than it did encourage us. You know? Yeah, I think this is something that Finland have done, unfortunately, in the last couple of qualifying campaigns and Nations League. They, they might take a lead, but um, we talked about it after the Russia game of the Euros, where we learned about Russia's kind of management of the game and things like that. And I think Finland allowed Bosnia a, a bit more territory, a bit more possession. And um, I mean, Finland did get to the point after about 85 minutes where they started, you know, taking the ball to the corners, all these kind of things. But um, I, I think it was just like like we talked about in the, in our group, the the goal was just really poor. The the movement and, and again the number of substitutions from from both teams really disrupted the rhythm. It really did feel like it was a friendly, like the old style that the Nations League were trying to get away from. But because of the four games in eleven days, uh, we also saw it with the England game where they had to make a lot of changes. And because you, you you've got tired players, you've got to kind of keep fresh for 
for a period of time. And I think taking off Shula, Puki, really, I mean, Puki, you could kind of understand, you know, he played a long season for Norwich, but what Shula was doing there, he got came off and was replaced by Thomas Lamb. And I'll be very generous in this. We did talk about it on um, on the last episode. He was very much off the pace. He gave away a silly foul where he basically rugby tackled the, the other player. Um, he was... There has been some scapegoating on, on Twitter and stuff, but he just did, really didn't look like he was at the races. And and to take Schuller off and replace him with someone who, who doesn't play that way and, and wasn't as dynamic and, and really holding everything together really made a difference. I think Puki coming off was a massive issue. Although, again, he came on, he came off and was replaced by uh, Chalman and Marcus Force. Uh, the old Polly and Pala was sat on the bench, again, whether he... <laughs> What Rive thought, I don't know. You know, there may have been a tactical reason because of the way the ball was moving and something, but it just seemed like the changes really ch- disrupted the team and I think just allowed Bosnia a little bit of a chance to get back in. Just just for the for the record, uh, the, the substitutions were after about... The uh, first one's after about an hour where Lamb came on for Shula and Taylor for Nistila. Um, and then a little bit later in the game, 78 minutes, that's when you had... Force and Chelman come on for Ludd and Puki. And yeah, I mean, that, that's not that's not a ridiculous number of um substitutions. But certainly by modern modern day, it's it's four. But you're right, those those sort of things can affect the momentum. Um and uh, I mean you said that Lamb Lamb looked off the pace, and maybe that's that's something where we'll We'll keep an eye on his performances in in future games as well, and see if that was a one off, and uh, and hopefully hopefully it is. Did we 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 then had Mark said he was gutted by the by the late equaliser. Um, it came in ninety plus three of four added minutes, and again this happened down the other end of the pitch. I I saw it, but but at a distance, so. Keke, can you give a little bit of detail to to how the goal came about? Yeah, I mean, um, Bosnia were putting a little bit of pressure. I mean, they obviously had, had nothing to lose at this point. The clock was ticking and they were just doing anything they could. They sort of lumping the ball in the box whenever they could. And the goal sort of came, there was a bit of, a um, couple of, the ball dropped in the box, a couple of sort of chances. It made its way back out. And the, uh, yeah, Bosnian fella sort of swung it in. Poor old Lyle Weissman just just narrowly missed missed the header to to clear it, and the Bosnian guy sort of nodded nodded it nodded it in from behind him. So, oh, just sort of yeah. And um, I mean, you could see Lyle, you could see how, how annoyed with himself or annoyed with the the the, the goal Lyle was. He sort of slumped to the floor and started pounding the pitch with his fist. So, I don't know if he. Um, if he thought he should have got to it or whatever, but um, but yeah, it was just it as Mark said before he before he went, you know, it was just the the fact that it came so late mm. in the game. It's it's those sort of it's those sort of goals. I mean, you know, you still you still come away of a point, uh, but it's a game you would have been looking to win, and it's those sort of goals that can make make a draw feel like a defeat when they come when they come that late. You know, I mean, I don't know what the atmosphere was like in the crowd when you boys were sort of making your way out of the stadium but it's that it, it does to the team what it does to the crowd it, when you when you concede that late it, it feels like a defeat doesn't it yeah it definitely did feel like a defeat the, the crowd were silent for a few moments and then 
and then the SMU core guys sort of get the crowd whipped up again and the and the chanting picked up again and but then there wasn't much longer for that to continue it actually it did continue after the after the game ended the team came down and and sort of reciprocated the the yeah, applause from the crowd. The support, right? Yeah, definitely and it was and it, and and uh, Lucas Radetzky was at the front of that group singing singing back to us as you can well well imagine. Um and I think that everyone was disappointed but the atmosphere remained kind of good good natured and yeah. there was there was nothing no no bother sort of outside or anything anything like that so um... i mean they're um they're, they're, they're professionals at the end of the day aren't they they know how to they they won't be pleased obviously but they know how to cope and deal with defeat and um you know we we uh little teaser we're we're, we're hoping to speak to one of the uh one of the squad in the next few days and have a have another one of our little interview um episodes and um and i I've messaged with him this morning and said, you know, it's a it's a shame that they, they scored so late. And um, the, the the message came firmly back: we move on. You know, yeah. we don't we don't dwell on that. We keep going and we move on. And that, they're professionals, so that's um, that's all they can do. I, I know for a fact that they're all looking forward to Tuesday. They um, they can't wait for the Montenegro game to kick off so they can put in a performance. And that's that's all you can ask, isn't it? Um, Mark Mark H has left us a little while ago. Rich has just disappeared, so it's just it's just me and you now <laughs> for the last minute or two. But but Mark made the asked the question earlier: Was there a push in Robert Ivanov's back in the build up to the equaliser? Or yeah, I mean, I'd, I'd have to I'd have to watch that back. I have I have looked at I have looked at portions of the game back, but um, but I'd have to I'd have to run my eye over that mm. again. But uh, certainly the um I mean when when we were watching it when we were watching it live, Mark um straight away came through on the WhatsApp group. Oh yeah, pushing the back. Mm. So um mm. so yeah maybe the uh, the referees missed something there. But you know it's um it's one of them and it you, you know with, with with seconds to go you want to be getting rid of the ball really don't mm. you? Yeah, well, as as we said, we go we go again. Not only does uh, does the team go again, but we go again on That's Tuesday it. Tuesday night for for those English born and bred. It's a it's a double header on Tuesday. There's there's Finland. Uh, playing against Montenegro, and then there's England playing against Germany. So that's a that's a cracking night of football. I I think I'm looking forward to that. We'll get this episode published quickly, so you'll be hearing this before that. Montenegro game. Um, if you haven't heard the preview show we did for the tournament, that came out on Friday the third. And in this, in the in the the notes for this episode, you'll find a link to the highlights for the game on Ule in here in Finland, uh, and also a link to my pre-match Facebook live video. And I like to think I've set the uh, marker now for uh, for Mark H. On Tuesday, he's at the game. With there, his dad. Yeah. We expect a little bit of pre-match action from you as well, and um, and also we 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 haven't mentioned yet. We we're going to have a new member of the Finnish football show team. I think we should save the introductions until until we actually get to get him on on one of the shows and yeah. uh, find out who he is. But um, it's uh, there'll be five of us now. We're not losing anyone. We're allowed more subs in the modern era, so we've decided to bring in another sub into the squad as well. And and hopefully it means that we can get get shows out a little bit more regularly. We don't need all four of us together. We can get two or three from the from the group and and get some shows out a little bit more regularly. That would be that would be good. But we'll get through we'll get through the rush. It's not just the players that have got busy 
10 days Schedule. for the, for the, yeah. for the Nations League. It's these four. Like, somebody please think of the podcasters. That's it. That's it. The, uh, yeah, the fixture computer doesn't consider the old podcasters, it does really, it? It really doesn't. All right, Keke, I think that just about wraps up this match report. Um, let's say goodbye to Mark and goodbye to Rich. Yep. And Keke, goodbye to you. Kedos, kedos. Nakeme. A listener, until next episode, which will be along pretty soon. Yeah. Thanks for listening to the Finnish Football Show. Bye. You've been listening to the Finnish Football Show. You can find us online at finnishfootballshow.com. Remember to subscribe to the show wherever you're listening or watching. You can follow the Finnish Football Show page and group on Facebook and on Instagram. See the links in the episode description below. You can also connect with the four hosts on Twitter at Explore Finland at FC Sormi, at Escape to Sormi, at Kekimulu. Links to the Finnish Football Show merch stores are also in the episode description.